was egg, I too clung onto leaf, in shaded safety, hidden underside, and fastened by a pinprick of belief, I dared to dream I was a butterfly. A hunger hatched, I ate the home I knew, then inched along the disappearing green, and shedding every skin that I outgrew became a hundred times the size I'd been. And now I'm spinning silk to fit my spot. Outside remains, inside I'm changing things. This caterpillar's planning on the lot. Probosis and antennae, four bright wings. So keep on clinging on, my ovoid one, for who you are has only just begun. Rachel Rooney, advice from a caterpillar. From a caterpillar, and we all need it read by the brilliant Jim McNeish. Hey, good to be here. And um, today we're going to talk about change. We're going to talk about what is it like and how we experience it. Um, and uh, I'm going to be talking to Kirsty Mack, and we are going to explore the nature of it experientially tonight. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we've experienced change, and then we're going to show you a model that we use for coaching. And it's just 16 questions that talks people through their experience. But we thought, let's try an experiment tonight. Let's see if we can do something live and real. And so I can assure you that our conversation is unrehearsed. And we're going to be as real and authentic as we can with the change that we're going through. So, Kirsty, first of all, what has come up for you this week with regards to change? Um... It's, so I've been quite unmotivated this week and I feel really embarrassed to say that out loud as a coach, but I'm going to be honest and say I've been a little bit unmotivated. And the changes, the changes that I see are happening outside in that, you know, down in England, you guys are all shopping. Um, up mm. in Scotland, we are not, um, you know, thank you, please. I hope you're not, Andrea. Um, and, you know, it's, there's just like a real transition. Um and so for me, it's a little bit of unmotivation and uncertainty, I think, for me is coming up um, and seeing that. So, so yeah, I, yeah, it's embarrassing to say it, but <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah. Um, is there somebody who could, could mute there? Is anybody else getting any voices coming through? No. I think we're okay. I'm missing um, people. <laughs> um, mine was strange this morning as well like I had a little bit of um, shadow stuff and I started to engage with a large multinational and suddenly they had demands mm -hmm. and um, they wanted things and they wanted me to conform to things and I've just had a big 76 page contract through that you get and um, I had to say to Mark today I said I just feel really all at sea in terms of having to adjust to starting to come into the real world again. I've had a yeah. terrific 12 weeks. If it hadn't been for this filthy disease, this would have been a really great golden time. But now that we're coming back into the real world again, I, I realize that it's not all an experiment anymore. There's, there's going to be engagements and there's going to be other people's agendas. And so I felt a little almost a bit spoiled this morning not wanting to react to some of their needs and, and having to say no to some things as well. Like I've been saying yes, nonstop. And um, they were pushing for some things. And I just said, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And um, you, you should do that. And that made me feel really bad. It made me feel my familiar guilt. And it also made me feel that they might disapprove of me. Um, and so I felt quite young again and felt like I'm back in that big bad world. Whereas up until now, I feel like I've been shielded and enclosed so yeah. that, that was a big change for me today okay so um we'll explore um each of them in turn but we're going to start with you kirsty yeah. and um short straw people short straw <laughs> so first question defining it as well as you can what do you think is changing for you um I feel like the certainty is changing. I feel like weirdly in the horribleness that we had, there was certainty. You could do this, you couldn't do this, you could. And so that was clear. Mm -hmm. um, and it feels like that's been muddied a little bit. 
And so what's coming up for me is uh, that, so and underneath the uncertainty is fear. Fear of what, it's not over. <laughs> I'm just, I'm fearful that we're just all going to go out and eat McDonald's and um, go shopping and um, yeah, I I think it's that. And then so because I kind of, I like you, the alertness, the aliveness, the the creative time that we've had during this whole time has been really life-given in a way and weirdly in, in the circumstances we find ourselves in. And I'm just, now I've got a bit of uncertainty about the business. What does that mean? Even just hearing you say that, I'm just like, oh great, 76 page contracts. We're back to that now. Right. It, it, we're going, and I just, it's that, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to doing that. And I just think, no. No. What's sad about it? Have we learned nothing? <laughs> um. I just like it's there, there's been like an amazing moment to learn so it's like so many cool things about humanity it has been the most connected time that a lot of us have gone through even though physically we're disconnected and it's just I'm just so sad that it's like oh all throughout this I think we've said it in a lot of the podcasts and a lot of the conversations that we've had on a personal level it's just like can we hang on to this? We've learned good stuff. Right. We've been, we've seen businesses change in a dime and that has been amazing. And I'm just, I'm fearful that there's an army <laughs> of people that want things to get back to normal. And that just makes me really sad. What specifically will you miss? Um... <laughs> the connection and the collaboration. It feels like a little bit that that could go a little bit. Um, as I say it, then that's a hallucination on my part though, but I think that the sadness comes from, so I feel that I have, it, I've kind of, okay, the switch is gonna go, so it's gonna, all of the things that we had, we will no longer have. And so, yeah, I think it's the connection and the collaboration. Almost like with the world opening up, we're all just going to go our own separate ways again. Whereas yeah. before we were all contained in the same experience, the same yeah. box, the same space. Yeah. When you think about that, where do you feel that physically inside? Um, so it starts here, as you can probably hear, um, and goes to about my stomach. So the part that people can see in a Zoom call, just <laughs> like um, this part of me. Um, uh, so yeah, I feel it. I can feel it in my voice. I can, because you'll hear that. And is there a temperature shift? Is it cooler or warmer than the rest of your body, or is it warmer. tense? Warmer and tense, and um, like a like awesome. a vibrator, yeah, yeah. vibrator than. So it's going to get worse before it gets better in this coaching session, Kirsty. So buckle up. Um, what else? What else could you lose? creativity if my brain takes up space with the the what is this-ness then could I lose my creativity could I lose the edge could I lose the um, the ability to think in a different way the the creativity gives the nimbleness, the difference, the um, ways of doing things. I can, I could also lose time at home because with the 76 page contracts, does that mean we need you here? We need you in the office or, you know, not in the office. We need you at the client's location. And, and you know, I love to travel. I, I like, you know, get me on a flight and it's just beautiful, but I don't want to travel. And I would, so therefore the flip of that is losing the time at home, which is safe. And what 
particularly the creativity, if you lost that, because it seems like you've gone a bit flat this week and mm -hmm. some of that's began to go, what might that cause? So, so the type two in me says, um, I will shrivel up and die. I just, um, it is what keeps me alive. Creativity is aliveness. It will, it's, it's the spark of conversation. It's the spark of starting things. I'm not a complete or finisher. I'm a starter. I love that energy. I thrive on that energy. I am. Um, I live for that energy. So creativity is part of your identity? Yes. Yes. How does it I feel to do that? Um, it just, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, I've kind of got <laughs> clearly an inability to speak. Um, it's just that thought of the, I hear the word boredom setting in. hear the word in relation to things being going back to and I didn't realize how bored I was of it. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that could happen? I could lose all creativity which could therefore mean I could lose all identity association which could therefore mean I could lose my business which could therefore mean emotionally um because my business is such a big part of me i get paid to be who i am which is a beautiful very lucky situation to be in so that would have lots of impacts on emotion i would be a joy to live with <laughs> yeah deep joy yeah so a large part of your identity could get sliced away, including who you are in the world of work and your ability to do that. And so you fear for that. Mm. Where do you feel that physically? So it's dropped down. So it's here. Still, still Zoom, Kirsty, just down to here. Um, but there's a, so there's a, a feeling here and then there's a feeling here. So the the slight buzziness has calmed down, but it's it's still in it's in my head now as well. And is it still buzzing in your head and lower down your thorax, or is it um, different sensations? The buzzing is more to the surface, and it's lighter. What do you have to accept? Um, sorry, I got a pain. Um, that there will be a certain amount of a group that will want things to go back to normal. Um, Except that this is normal for because this doesn't feel weird. <laughs> this obviously does. <laughs> Being coached in front of X amount of people, this this is weird. Um, but the way in which we are doing things, because it's been so long, doesn't feel weird. Um, except that this is the next part. Except that this is the next movement of change which will bring up uncertainty which will bring up more emotion for everyone that there will be an element of FOMO for some people that that's why they want to go to McDonald's or go out and go into big groups and, and be with people and have that connection um, that for a while that there will be different layers. I'm, 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 I'm the question is what do I want to, what do I have to accept? And not or. 
even as you're struggling to find the words here, I wonder if you're still resisting the acceptance of some of those things. And I wonder, do you have to accept your resistance to it? Mm -hmm. How does that feel if you start to accept the fact that I am resistant to it? And um, that's all right. So the initial feeling was more resistance towards you. <laughs> um, so the resistance went up and then it went down. Um, yeah. Accept and, and, and accept that. Yeah, the uncomfortable uncomfortableness is going to be around for a while. And that's okay. I know that's a large part of my personality as well. And it won't all, it's not going to be complete and a bow and done. There's still going to be that ache. I know that is part of my personality. It annoys me. And accept that I can still continue and research and learn and and still give a voice to what is going on. I'm, I'm worried. That doesn't feel right. I had a, I had a worry. I had a worry that there just felt like there was momentum about so many things in the world. Yes, there were, there was tension and challenge and uncomfortableness with it, but it was making something happen. And that switch that I thought of was like, that's no longer going to happen and it needs to happen. There's a, a kind of, a, a, yeah, it's just like, it's, there's, things have to change. And also things have to stay the same. Yeah. There's something that you were saying about just part of my personality or this is just the way things are. Or How might this change you though? There's this, I've, I've spoken a lot about feeling deep presence through this time. Um, and it's something that is, I've, I've, I experience and also I have the get on the blocks, let's make things happen, let's do it yesterday. And so I think the change will come through with us sitting with the, perhaps the resistance or the uncomfortableness or, um, and change, I massively change my priorities. And I feel that it's doing that already in terms of travel, in terms of what I want to do. Um, and so the ideal, and I mapped it out sort of this week, and the ideal has changed. It's about, you know, doing a lot more of this stuff online and um, how, seeing what change that has with, with lifestyle. So that's, that's a change. Mm. That's a change. How could you grow? Um, so growth for me is learning. There's a, I can learn so much and have access and um, have time to do more of the reading and the researching and then the writing. So I can grow through all of those mediums. Um, I can grow my business in terms of the way in which it reaches out. I can do that through, you know, online is, you know, it's, there is no ending to it. Um, I can grow in learning about different ways of doing things, which is like the new, like the edge of technology, because there's going to be so many more edges that are going to come, you know, and it's going to be like super exciting to think about how we can reach people and do things differently. And um, we could be, you know, couple of months time will be little avatars in people's houses. We could have like little beam me ups people. Um, so yeah, the, the growth and the learning and everything that comes through that would be wonderful. Um, and I can grow in presence through sitting still. I, my presence doesn't have to, my presence could be in staying still enough for long enough the presence can can go out further, I think. Does that make sense? 
It does. It, I think it's key as well, because if you were to be more present, what else might grow inside of you, which are important parts of you that isn't creativity and isn't learning? What else might the world get exposed to that is part of Kirsty Mack that isn't creativity and isn't learning, but is something else? How else might you grow? There's it's tapping into a deeper wisdom and staying still enough allows me to, to tap into that, to download into that, to upload to that. There's, and I, and I get it when I coach or when I'm learning particular psychology or modality that there's a, the resonance feels different. And I think that's where I do my best work. What fears have you exaggerated? <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, the fear of everything like that's the switch the fear of the switch the fear of the duality of life okay that was the three months done let's let's hideous um the fear of yeah i think there's so much attached to that switch so it's like a big cup hook for lots of things. And that's, that, that was, yeah, that's a gross exaggeration. What good things could happen, Kirsty? <coughs> hmm. hmm. That more wisdom is accessed and shared. What are you most excited about? not hiding that wisdom because what does that then make possible change <laughs> um like uh i would just it's weird this is it's ripples there's ripples of connection and ripples of um influence and change and and uh strength and kindness and it goes further it goes further yeah so this could go further mm. what is this change teaching you be you tap into it properly um which will enable me to share more of it. Um, really access those further parts of me. Um, and yeah, so many things about what's really important. What is genuinely really important and going through that as self will help other people as well. Um, and yeah, I, I've, I feel um, I'm, I'm hopeful for humanity. Yeah. Well done. Cool. Feeling okay? Uh, great. Yes, actually. Yes. Thank you. That's Thank quick. you. Pleasure. It's good. Take a breath, get a stretch. Shake it off. <laughs> Walk it off. I think uh, I'll do a Taylor Swift and shake it off. That would be super cool, people. Um, stay there. What we're doing just for folks watching as well is we were just talking through four different nodes of change. A node around the feeling of loss, which tends to be the first emotion that happens, um, followed by anxiety and fear. 
um, then some kind of stillness, some kind of reordering uh, that results in an ability to be optimistic and see possibility in it. We talked it through fairly quickly, um, but you can take your time with this. It could take days to work through some of those changes sometimes, but actually just creating a fractal image of it in a coaching session is very often enough to start to train the brain to start to move into its next stages of change and start to think about it. And then you'll also notice that when Kirsty was speaking in apocalyptic language, I wasn't trying to kind of reframe it or stop her because she was speaking emotional language and um, that has a, a logic all of its own. And so therefore it's valid and it's appropriate in the moment. And very often it's a gateway to some other realization, which is why you just sit with it and potentially get the person into their body with it. So that was the exercise. Thank you. Hmm. I felt that. I'm having a hot flush again. There's a fire back on. <laughs> okay. Should we get in amongst it? Okay, so you spoke earlier, but what's, what is it specifically? What is it that's changing? This magic, suspended, strange, exploratory, raw time feels like it's coming to an end. Um, and I felt like there was a couple of heralds of that today that actually made me feel low of when it was happening. So what's sad about it? Um, the mixture of a very simple routine going as well as a big adventure, like the new stuff, like we're, we're, we're doing a new webinar. Well, it's the second webinar. It's not the first one. Um, we're kind of coming in a we're coming out of pioneering. We're coming out a, um, trying new ground and trying new experiments going back into that world again where you are trying to bring that humanity into these large faceless multinationals that run through procedure and policy and um so that all feels sad um yeah the 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 buzz the 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 pioneering element of it just seems to be that we're, we're starting to come to an end to that and so you maybe have answered that even just in that question. But what, what specifically will you miss? I think, you know, this is going to sound quite weird, but there's a totem. So Mark, my assistant, is still here with me. And twice a day we stop to have food and we watch either Vikings or Homeland or Stranger mm -hmm. Things. And actually we're finishing Stranger Things. And also Mark goes on holiday for a couple of weeks. And uh, he is away to do something safe um, but back at his own home. Um, he's going home. And um, so that'll also signal that this is all coming to an end at this time. That um, it felt like I did a really good, this could sound so childish, but I did feel like I did a really heroic response to a really testing set of circumstances. And we've been living in the celebration of that up until this week. And now it's almost just about getting on. And, um, and so our little stop-offs for our TV stuff, there's going to be two weeks coming up, which will be a, nice, which will be a break of all of that as well. And I'll be, I'll be into this new world of um, whatever it is, but it's not the world that I was celebrating um, and enjoying and creating within and pioneering my new stuff. Mm. And where are you feeling that physically? Just right under my tongue. Hmm. Um, I feel like that kind of gag, kind of cry reflex thing that um, feels very real about it. Um, I do feel quite young about it. Um, and I'm feeling a little kind of um, irritated, kind of at the top of my lungs here. Um, feels like a little unstable just there. And so is it moving or is it? This is strengthening in terms of um, that, you know, when you've eaten too much cheese and you're going to be sick and uh, there's that kind of gag thing beginning. So I can feel that just that getting that wee bit stronger. And it's, it's passing now that I'm noticing it. Yeah. Mm. So what else could you lose? 
you talked about that sort of pioneering and you talked about the celebration and what else? Well, if I'm losing some of that sparkling magic, will the people who I've started to follow or come on the webinars or got interested in what I'm doing, will it be a flash in the pan for them? Mm. Like, is there, is there just this initial discovery that we all had together of here's some great stuff and things we could do and does that now just um, ever diminishing returns as we try and kind of eke that out have we really ha happened across something new or are we going to go back to to um, normal kind of just doing deals with businesses and, and doing what we can within those systems whereas it, it felt like I was doing something I guess more from the heart and braver than I've been before. Mm. And what might that cause? Irrelevance. Maybe I become irrelevant. Um, people have kind of seen it and we've done it. We've, we've launched the new stuff and, um, or maybe that there's a fear sometimes that there's a gap between the audience I know and the new audience and I still haven't bridged that gap yet. Like I can see them and I'm talking to it and stuff, but this is finishing too soon before I've bridged the gap. Um, and, um, and so I lose the possibility of them. Yeah. What is the worst that could happen? that I do live with ambient fear for the rest of my life in terms of customers, in terms of trying to find a way of offering something new that, um, that I have to live in vigilance for possibility. And also, ooh, yeah, the, the one about uh, being a slave to a large multinationals and their will and their need and their lift and lay you idea, um, which is not a real relationship. It's a game, it's a mask, it's a, it's um, let's pretend we care. Whereas I kind of feel like there's been that, a lot more of that kind of care up until now, but I, I wonder if we go back to that idea where we just have to wrestle with processes again um, to try and make a difference. And, you know, that's the fear that that becomes my life of, um, you know, get a smaller house, make it more manageable and kind of lay aside a lot of the adventure, which was born out of the feeling of newness. A lot of the idea of partnerships and international things and all that stuff, which was because we were all in new and pioneering mode. But as it all goes back to normal, does that fade away in the mist um, and everybody gets back to their much more kind of machine lives. You had a wee bit of whiplash there when you were talking. Um, so where do you feel that physically? <sighs> I don't, I think I've detached from it. I think it's just outside my eyes here because it would be a bit too painful to attach to. I think it, it would get to deep shadow of um, insignificance and deep shadow of um, lack of access you know that's the place that you go in terms of you know do you have the access anymore to make things happen mm -hmm. and therefore is that a diminishment of things um, and therefore do you not get to do the things you want to do um, so it's a, yeah so I, I feel like to, to really associate with that would be to associate some really deep shadow stuff that kind of does the two o'clock in the morning visit when your, your bones burn. Mm. Um, and so I, I feel like I can feel the threat of it, but I feel like it's just here outside my eyes, just here. Um, and I feel a little bit of something in my stomach, which is a little bit of the shame of that being part of my life. And could there be a possibility you know, even thinking about what could you accept to allow you to look and feel in that differently? What do you have to accept? 
that that has to change. I can't I can't take a snapshot and a picture in time and think I, I inhabit this world fully, so it's gotta stay like this. I also have to accept that's dangerous thinking. To try and think you can ever do that. Um and I have to accept that in order for finance to return back to a place where systems are kept healthy and people are employed, automation's got to get back up and running again. And there's, there's maybe got to be an element of that and, and that there is enough people in the world who see that that's what needed, needs to happen, that we will go in that direction. How does that feel? Um, neutral feels it's in my face mm. it's neutral it's out of my gut it's out of my chest it's, de- it's just neutral um yeah that, that's just what is mm. that's just what is and, and I, I feel like I can breathe a bit easier when I say that and how might this change you well maybe i Maybe I don't have to play the general game. I don't think I ever have played the normal life game. And so maybe there's just um, a relationship to this new world that we're going to go into, whatever it is, where I still stand a little bit different from it. I'm not absorbed by it. Mm. I'm not owned by it. And um, I can still contribute to it meaningfully and, and find the humans in it and, and find where I can make my contribution. Um, but it maybe means that I have to be just a little bit more self-confident in doing the right thing. Hmm. And, and how could you grow, especially with that? Hmm. I think it is about partnerships. Mm-hmm. I think um, what I'm starting to get clear on during this process is a lot of that thinking up to what's the worst that could happen was all about me coping with it, me finding a way, me celebrating my heroism. And maybe actually the growth is there's a network or a group that help hold some of this together, that catch the possibilities that encourage each other to stand a wee bit stronger. Maybe my growth is about my ability to um, work better with other people and be less suspicious in partnerships, less about the equality, less about that, more, more just give and take, more about seasons and actually starting to see what different people can offer. Hmm. Anything else? Yeah, that maybe I don't have to get fueled on good feelings all the time. Hmm. You know, like um, we micro celebrate 25 times a day. Oh, somebody else has come on the webinar. Oh, look, we're having lasagna. You know, and <laughs> so <laughs> high five. And, and I realized that maybe there's an element of that which is distracting and coping with the way things have been rather than it was necessarily as positive as I made out. Mm. Maybe just be, the newness was in a form of distraction as well. And so maybe there's a growth where I don't need that as much. I can be with just the way things are. Mm. What fears have you exaggerated? This idea that these these big organizations out there like big kind of metal robots that are going to eat you up or destroy your soul or, you know, they're, they're peopled with human beings and everybody's trying to make it work and, it's just the same old rackets dressed up in another way. It's my old traumas and fears that kind of 
paint them in that picture. Um, that um, that somehow or another there's going to be this isolated me trying to cope and having to spin on the new thing. It's the me that lies in my bed at night that has to scheme and plan. And it's maybe not that me that does the work. It's maybe the me that's on Zoom calls or mm. has people come around for tea or stay over and scheme and kind of build other things. Maybe there's a, maybe I could be a wee bit more in touch with my need for that other people, that partnership that actually means that I'm more available to it. What good things could happen on the back of that? We could create a gang and a crowd. We really could get after South Africa and Austin and Sydney and all those things. It's maybe, um, yeah, maybe if I, yeah, maybe if I'd gone into it with still the same old approach of the last 12 weeks, I wouldn't have been ready for partnership, but maybe there's just something where I need to be ready for other people's agendas. Maybe this impinging from the organization is a really good thing that I have to start realizing that I'm going to have to adapt more and that it doesn't have to be painful. It could also be an access to not having to do all the thinking and all the responding either. What are you most excited about then? Los Angeles. And partnerships there. Um, I love how you go for countries, you know, partnerships. It's just like you spin it and you go for a country. It's just wonderful. I do. I used to hate LA as well, but like I love LA now. And um, I think there's a lot that could go on there. And and um, I'm also excited about um, the way that I'm working through the knowledge library and, and getting all that up and running again um, in a different way, but the way that I'm just giving it away. It's like it, it's still the same passion for me, but it doesn't have the same grip. And so I feel lighter. And I think I'm much more excited about going nimbler in the world. So what else is possible? That I team up with people that, like I've, I've almost kind of made an allowance that I'm, my partnerships are going to have to be me tolerating people who are less than I am. I've just like heard that and I've just said it in front of 40 people. Nice colour change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mortified. Um, I maybe, um, maybe I could partner with people who are better than me. Hmm. Maybe I don't have to lead it. Maybe I don't have to mentor it. Maybe there are people out there who are smarter and switched on and, and actually they include me and see the value that I could bring. And actually we build a new training center somewhere in the central belt of Scotland. And I create a psychometric with Cambridge University. And I, um, I get part of a group that takes me further and quicker rather than necessarily has to slow me down. So what does this change teaching you? Just a really short, sharp knock about humility. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, how, how a lot of arrogance sits at the core of the fear. A lot of arrogance sits at the core of the fear. Arrogance and fear, they're kind of the, the, they're bedfellows, aren't they? Whereas creativity, optimism and humility kind of work a bit more constructively together. So... There is something about these worlds that I'm creating for my future are only as real as my attitude. Mm. Um, mm. And so therefore there is something about um, choose an attitude, choose a lens, choose an approach that you're going to go into this with and actually pu push everything in the air, you know, back to saying yes again. This is not the end of the saying yes. This is another mm. phase of it with just more learning and uh, more possibility. Cool. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's not fun, is it? I mean, it's a, it's a good exercise, but you know, it's, um, yeah, let's not do this again. No, um, this is, I'm sure this is your idea. <laughs> I can tell. Um, it's good. No, it's good. It's, it's really settling. 
It's curious. It's, it was similar. I'm wondering how, because there are like loads of trains of emotions that are going through for people. And I'm wondering, you know, just if, if it's a train for other people and because they were similar and yeah. So that was a random evening. Yeah. What do you think this means, Kirsty, then? You know, like, so our normal question, what you and I have just talked about, either in the content of it or what we did to one another. What is this saying about leadership in the future? What are we going to have to notice and learn? It's, as you said right at the start, this could take this could be a longer conversation within organisations, within teams. You know, this could help people integrate. Some people have been furloughed. Some people have been working. How does that? Those sort of spirals of change are very different to for both of those sets of people. And you know, there is. A requirement to talk about the emotion the transition I personally felt the transition for me was in the talking about the emotion and recognizing it and experiencing it as you say um, and you could see the shift in you for that as well and it, it, it explores all of the elements that we've talked about with overwhelm etc um, and and I think too often we've experienced change well no change has happened we haven't experienced it out and it could be we could lock this in. We could lock this change in and not talk about the emotions and not have the proper conversations. Um, and then it's ghosts. Ghosts, uh, sounds very Scottish there, ghosts around the boardroom and the, the socially distanced rooms that we now go into and, and, and we're walking around them and, and navigating around them rather than through them and with clarity. And I think this conversation, I mean, for me, it just feels that things are cleaner. And if we did this on mass, then it could be cleaner and the system would work and operate more effectively. You see it, don't you, when um, boards go off and um, um, you're, the boards go off to a team event and some facilitator takes them through their journey and they explore the rackets and shadow and, and the relationship to the change. And then they come back with a rah-rah to the organisations and say, everybody, come in, the water's fine. And... And, and nobody else has had a chance to talk about what's getting lost. And if they are talking about what's getting lost, they're resistant to change. They're not on board. They're not in the bus. Mm. And I wonder if we're seeing now an increased rapidity in change. Yeah. And it's going to be that in a depth of change. Like, are we going to have to be need, like spinning on a dime much more yeah. than we've ever done? Um, and if that's the case, then our leaders going to have to become increasingly skilled and courageous at facing into the experience of these emotions and helping the people around them to experience these emotions without interpreting what they're saying as the person's position. You know, I heard myself saying one or two things there that I would not like to be part of my branding, you know, you know, because that's your emotion speaking. Yeah. It's that illogical piece. And I wonder if there's going to have to be a development in emotional language so that people can change better, they can change deeper, they can change quicker. And leaders have a distinction very clearly between what is emotional language versus what is the person's mm. position on it. And if we don't have those conversations, then I was thinking about you, know, you saying, I, I wouldn't want that to be part of my branding. But if we don't experience it out and we don't have the conversations through our behaviours and our actions, it becomes part of our branding. It'll, it'll leak. Yeah. It'll absolutely leak because it needs to go there. There's a, a beautiful Carl, Carl Jung notion and quote that says, nothing changes until we accept it. Mm. It's acceptance is one of the most violent kind of interpersonal acts we can do, which is when you accept something, when you draw it in and you allow it to be it, it'll naturally change. But if you're trying to pull yourself off the ground with your own bootstraps, you'll continue to resist change and continue to make it wrong. And um, I love that by Carl Jung. And, and I think if we can take some of these steps, I think we'll find a way forward. I think if leaders can start to become intelligent about emotional language, intelligent about what's an experience versus what's a position, intelligent about allowing people to express their experience without being threatened by it, then I think we can start to create change in the world. I think as we change, it'll change. Um, and it's all about the leaders learning 
how to talk to the human beings within these machine-like organizations. When the light around you lessens and your thoughts darken until your body feels fear turn, cold as a stone inside. When you find yourself bereft of any belief in yourself and all you unknowingly leaned on has fallen. When one voice commands your whole heart and it is raven dark, steady yourself and see that it is your own thinking that darkens your world. Search and you will find a diamond thought of light. Know that you are not alone and that this darkness has purpose. Gradually, it will school your eyes to find the one gift your life requires hidden within this night corner. Invoke the learning of every suffering you have suffered. Close your eyes. Gather all the kindling about your heart to create one spark. That's all you need to nourish the flame that will cleanse the dark of its weight of festered fear. A new confidence will come alive to urge you towards higher ground where your imagination will learn to engage difficulty as its most rewarding threshold. John O'Donoghue.